0: Hello everybody and welcome into today's episode of Around the Slice. I'm very very excited for this episode because we are now in the 2023-2024 season NFL playoffs. If you want to see my thoughts on the playoffs as a whole and you want to see my full bracket, use playoffpredictors.com. I posted a video here on the YouTube or on the Slice YouTube channel here uh, yesterday being Wednesday. So go check that out. That gives my matchup. previews. get a little blurb about each team and matchup and who will win all the way from Super Bowl card weekend, all the way up to the Super Bowl on February 11th. It is, I believe. Yeah. February 11th. But today for this purposes of this podcast episode today, we are going to preview Buffalo Bills hosting the uh, Miami hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers in Orchard Park. So without further ado, let's just jump into it. I've been really amped up ever since we won our fourth straight AFC East title. Ever since I did the reaction episode a couple days ago, I've just been sitting around waiting for this moment. I can't believe, like, we're about to start the quest again. Like, it just felt like week one kicked off, and it's almost about to be over. But this is do-or-die time. No, records don't matter anymore. Bills went 11-6, and six. time to shut that all out, throw all that out the window. It's great that they won five games in a row. Let's make it six, hopefully, versus the Steelers, but nothing's guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed in the playoffs, as they say. So let's just make it happen. So for the broadcast information, t- day, time, TV, channel, how to stream, how to watch it, all that. Bills hosting the Steelers, as I mentioned, in Orchard Park, so Bills are actually home, which is great. Two-seeded Bills, A.C. East Winners, hosting these seven-seeded Pittsburgh Steelers as a wild card. So it is... Sunday, the game is Sunday, January. Hold on, Sunday, January fourteenth at one o'clock p.m. on CBS. One o'clock games are really f- refreshing. The Bills only had what four or five one o'clock games this year. They had a handful of prominent games and four twenty-five games the second half of the season, including that weird, really stupid London game. But this doesn't matter now. I just said tomorrow's not guaranteed, so that is the broadcast information one more time. Sunday, January fourteenth at one o'clock. Regular one o'clock slate on CBS in Orchard Park, New York at Highmark Stadium. Injury news. So first, let's start with the Steelers because they have one big injury. The Bills have multiple, like not minor injuries, but multiple like players here and there. Um, for the Steelers, they have ruled out outside superstar outside linebacker slash Ed rusher TJ Watt. We know the deal with him. He had 17 sacks this season. Of Steelers and Mike Tomlin pretty pretty early on in the week ruled him out. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to play. His brother, J.J. Watt, um, who works for CBS now, coincidentally enough, in the NFL Today crew, he tweeted that his brother basically needs um, rest and recovery time. So he's probably, he's out for this game. I don't think they'll advance, as you'll see in my score prediction. I won't get too hard into that. Um, Yeah, I don't think T.J. Watt was ruled out pretty quickly there by Meg Tomlin. The good The good thing for the Steelers, not for the Bills, but the good thing for the Steelers is safety Minka Fitzpatrick is back. I know he's been off injured this season. What I mean by that is, if you don't know, he's been in in the lineup, out of the lineup. He's been injured, not injured. They had to have Patrick Peterson even play safety from his corner spot in his old age because Demonte Casey was suspended for the final three games of the regular season by the NFL for that brutal hit on Michael Pittman Jr., uh, they had a couple of depth guys get injured for the year. Minka Fitzpatrick was in and out of lineup, so he had to play safety and it did not go well. So good mm-hmm. that Minka's back. Minka's like, he's got surprisingly good ball skills for a safety. He's really athletic for a safety. He'll make some big hits on you. He'll lay some licks on you for sure. But without TJ Watt, that was their only like prayer in hell, if you will, to um keeping it, I'm not saying to winning, but keeping it even like close, like a three or seven point game, not like a 10 plus point game. But without TJ Watt, I don't really know how they're going to generate pressure. Um, Without him, obviously, Alex Highsmith, who has had a breakout year this year. Um, um, uh, Rookie Nick Herbig who is a linebacker, edge hybrid, but now he's just strictly an edge in the NFL, rookie out of Wisconsin. He's shown some really nice flash here and there. So Alex Highsmith, but more so Nick Herbig, will really have to step up in TJ Watt's absence. But like I said, that's their only prayer in hell. They had it keeping it close. Minka's back, but I mean, when you have, lose a superstar that's going to, that had 17 sacks in the season, what are you really going to do about that? So it's one less guy for those tackles and Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins, depending on what side he would have lined up left or right, respectively. Um, yeah, even though I think Deion Dawkins would have his handful, DJY would be a really fun matchup to look at. Now, Bills, unfortunately, we have like five or six players to go over. Wide receiver, Gabe Davis, cornerback, uh, Rasul Douglas, linebacker, Tyler Dotson, and safety, Taylor Rapp. All four did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. Gabe Davis with the knee, according to Ian Rappaport, the day after the game. So Monday, he broke the snooze. Monday morning that uh, Monday afternoon, I think it was actually that he suffered a PCL sprain. He's going to push to play. But if he's missing two practice days, Thursday, if you don't practice, I've said this before, Thursday, if you don't practice on a Thursday, you're probably not playing. If you don't practice on a Friday, you're definitely not playing. So I would look for Gabe Davis to be out. I know I said earlier in the week that um, previously early in the week that I expect Gabe Diggs to push to play because it's the playoffs, but he would be on a reduced slash and or limited snap count, whatever term you want to use. Kalisha will have to step up, but Trent Shurfield as the other outside guy next to Stefan Diggs. But it looks like Gabe Davis isn't going to play, so Trent Shurfield will probably get the start, and Khalil Shakir will do what he does in the slot. Maybe we see more two tight end sets and 12 personnel heavy with Dawson Knox and David Edwards at Jumbo tight end and stuff like that. Next, cornerback CB, not QB, CB, cornerback Rasul Douglas, this was really interesting because you know the drill. I said it in my reaction. He said after the game that he could have gone in, but Dane Jackson came up to him and basically – well, he did – Dane Jackson come up to him and said, I got you, bro. Rasul, if you're not 100, meaning if you're not 100%, I got you, bro. I'll cover for you. And Rasul Douglas wanted a 100% guy to be out there rather than a 70 80% guy below 100% like himself. So I expect him to play, but Thursday it's really hard to play if you don't practice. I I suspect him to play but maybe he will rotate with Dane Jackson and second to last we got Tyrell Dodson. I don't expect him to play and the move they made this morning was they um after cutting Adrian Klein weeks ago now to bring back Tyrell Elam off of injured reserve off of IR if um off of IR they have re-signed Adrian Klein back to their practice squad. And you have unlimited elevations in the playoffs. So they wipe, they reset to zero. I don't know if AJ Klein was out of regular season elevations, but it doesn't matter because it's the playoffs now. So I assume he'll be elevated. And that's not looking good for Tyrod Dotson status for Sunday Uh with that kind of not severe shoulder injury, but n- rather safe than sorry, especially this time in mid to late January in the playoffs here. Got to get him right. He'll probably be elevated. I assume Interestingly enough, Balin Spector will get the start at weak side linebacker next to Trobin on middle linebacker. I, I just don't think they trust Dorian Williams yet. So um, he's struggled to fill gaps, shed blocks, whatever. So Balen Spector will probably get the start. And then AJ Klein on obvious certain down sets, slash packages, what have you. He will come down, come on the field in three linebacker sets, which they've been running more and more this season. And speaking of running certain set slash packages more and more the season, I've liked the dime looks they've implemented under Sean McDermott. They never did it under Leslie Frazier, like ever. I'd like the dime looks where Jordan Poyer it comes down to be a linebacker, a, traditional linebacker next to Terrell Bernard and you have Micah Hyde and Taylor Rapp. But speaking of Taylor Rapp, Kim Lewis might have to be that second safety next to Micah Hyde when they go dime and put Jordan Poyer at linebacker next to Terrell Bernard because Taylor Rapp didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. He has a calf ranger. I don't know what happened. Did he pull a hamstring or something happened to his calf and they got that game ceiling interception? I don't know, but that's something to monitor for sure. He doesn't play a whole ton, but like I said, he, we need him for those dime looks. So when Poyer goes to linebacker next to Bernard, like I mentioned, um, Hyde and Taylor Rapp are there at safeties. Now it's going to be Hyde and Kim Lewis. And DeMar Hamlin will be have to have a big special teams impact in this game and break glass in case of emergency, as they say, safety. Uh, Deion Dawkins and Ty Johnson next. Deion Dawkins was limited from the hand laceration, but judging that he came back in the game, he'll be fine. On Wednesday being yesterday, and then today, Thursday, that is, Today being Thursday, that is. Um, he was out with an illness Thursday, so nothing to monitor there, just regular weather illness, whatever. And then Dawson Knox was also out with an illness. So, and then Ty Johnson was limited in a red Don Contact jersey yesterday or Wednesday and Thursday. I assume Ty Johnson will play, but out of all these players, let's recap. I don't think Gabe Davis will play. And I don't think Tyrell Dotson will play. I do think Russell Douglas will play, but like they splitting with Dane Jackson, if not like a 60-40. Uh, Taylor Rapp probably won't play, which will impact dime looks. Cam Lewis, Demar Hamlin, but especially Cam Lewis will have to step up in those dime looks. Deion Dawkins will be fine. Ty Johnson, I don't think will play unless he clears the concussion protocol. Protocol can take as uh, little as four or five days, like we saw Brock Purdy clear it early in the midseason, or it can take like three weeks, like Zach Wilson, who was placed in IR at the end for the last game of the season in the Jets. Um, So, with all that housekeeping, if you want to call that quote-unquote housekeeping out of the way with injuries. Hopefully those guys are back. But, yeah, um, see a lot of Bills players we want to monitor. Keys for Bills offense. Now, I have four keys here. Some games I like to do a bonus fourth key. I don't have four for the defense. I The traditional three I usually give you guys, layout for you guys or um, whatever, give you guys for the defense. But for the offense, I do have four. But first and foremost, Again, never in order of importance or significance. Just what came to my mind right away. Um, attack these weak Steelers cornerbacks. What I mean by that is I think this is going to have to be an aerial assault, if you will. Even if the Bills don't score an overly high amount of points, I think, um, especially with Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs. No matter if he's double team, triple, which well, he won't be that, but one on one with Joey Porter Jr., Patrick Peterson, Levi Wallace, or double team with two of the three, maybe they bring down a safety and make a Fitzpatrick. Although Minka's not, like, he's he's great in coverage, but that's not, like, a strong suit, if you will. It's not a strong suit. So, um, I do like Joey Porter Jr., but they're going to have him shadow Stefan Diggs. And how can a rookie making his first ever playoff appearance? It's impressive that he's in the playoffs in his rookie year. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't know how will he shadow Stefan Diggs. And a veteran like Stefan Diggs will know how to cook and put... Joy Porter in the blender. Fortunately for us, and then Levi Wallace digs. They all know his tendencies. Wallace was here for a handful of years. I look at Levi like, Wallace and Dane Jackson, the same, pretty much the same guy. Spot starter when if you need them to, but you really don't want. Ideally, don't want them out on the field. You want them as a second or third corner, a key backup. Yeah, but spot starter. Like I said, not very athletically up, athletically gifted, if you will. So. Levi Wallace, they know his tendencies. They're all, they, Diggs has played, played with them for um 20, 20, for two years in Buffalo because the last two years he's been in Pittsburgh and he got benched for Joey Porter Jr. But then Patrick Peterson got benched for Levi Wallace. And now the two starting t- corners are technically Joey Porter Jr. and Levi Wallace. E- either way, I think this has to be an aerial assault, if you will. If you want to call it that because I just think Diggs can handle Joey Porter Jr. This is, to, this is going to be a huge Diggs blow up game and some other weapons. I allude to it now, but I'll talk about it in a minute. Talk to you guys about it in a minute, I should say. Um, second key, evolved Dalton Gate and Dawson Knox early and often. Now, I don't, you know me on this podcast, especially when Ken Dorsey was fired and Joe Brady was promoted from QB's coach. To interim OC, interim offensive coordinator. I don't, which by the way, let's take away the interim tag. I know he's probably going to get head coach interviews. He's probably going to get offense coordinator interviews with other teams at the very least, but let's remove it and have him back in Buffalo. I really don't advocate for two-to-hand sets. David Edwards is fine as a jumbo tight end. I don't advocate for 12 personnel though, because you had Gabe Davis out there to be a blocker, his best attribute. I know it's sad to say a wide receiver, quote-unquote, wide receiver two's best attribute is blocking, but it is but without Gabe Davis to block, yeah, you still have Trent Shurfield. Maybe you want Dawson Knox in there and some obvious running rushing downs with Josh Allen or James Cook or even, how Leonard Fournette. And if Ty Johnson doesn't play, unfortunately, Latavius Murray, hopefully Johnson can push through because you know how I feel about Latavius Murray. Guy's just broken down at 33 years old this season. And for five or six games, he was kind of done. But involve them early and often, Kincaid and Knox, both, because Pittsburgh linebackers are... Horrendous. I'm sorry, but Michael Walker and Alandon Roberts, these guys are not stars in the league. Michael Walker started this season, I think he was on the Falcons. Yeah, he was on the Atlanta Falcons, not even on their active roster. He was on their practice squad. The Bills, the Steelers had to sign in midseason because they lost Quan Alexander for the year to a torn Achilles. Cole Holcomb for the year to a torn CL And Alanda Roberts is okay as a tackler. Like, not the best. He's just okay as a tackler, but he is horrendous in coverage. Like, Bill's linebackers, if you're comparing, like, Terrell Bernard to uh, Alanda Roberts, Alanda Roberts is an okay tackler, but Terrell Bernard is just so much better in coverage, so much more technically sound. I mean, get Kincaid and Knox involved early and often, and not just Knox for blocking, because, um, yes, Knox will have to make up for the blocking, of Gabe Davis, which I assume he won't be out there because he hasn't practiced two days in a row now, as evidenced by what I said early in the episode, earlier in the episode, I should say, rather. But yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Walker and and Roberts, like Michael Walker practice squad caliber play and Alandon Roberts, like a backup caliber play in this league, they are horrendous. Like, you need to get Kincaid and Knox going early. And one of my actually underdog fantasy player paths is tied to Dalton Kincaid, and I kind of see him having a big game. But I'll explain to that when we get to that. Don't let Pittsburgh hang around by turning the ball over and making stupid mistakes. Josh Allen, I am talking to you. I know you're gonna to want to force the ball to Stefan Diggs because Gabe Davis won't be there. But guys need to step up. Maybe use Deontay Hardy's speed more and more. Maybe use Trent first Trent, Trent Wow. Trent Sherfield say mouthful say maybe use Trent Shurfield not just for blocking but some open field runs I'm gonna really look for a to Shakir to step up here but don't feel like you have to force it to digs yes you've been missing a couple throw easy the throw you missed last week uh when Diggs cooked Jalen Ramsey easiest walk and touchdown you're ever gonna see I know you're a magician with some plays but use your scrambling ability if you have to throw it away if you have to on fourth and two we don't need to go 30 yards down the freaking field when you're trying to convert a fourth and two. two or three yards or just five or less yards we'll do it buddy um but we don't need to do that. Like, don't let them hang around. If now Dolphins didn't really capitalize on Josh's turnovers, but you can't count on that. You never know with Mike Tomlin. The Steelers are not a good team, guys. I hope you realize this. Mason Rudolph, guys, he's been on a hot streak. We know all their weapons: Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Dante Johnson, George Pickens, Pat Fryer. Ruth has had a quiet season at tight end. Darnell Washington, who's a massive human being at backup tight end, and can pancake someone in the blocking uh, when he's run blocking, but. Like extra offensive tackle there, but it's because of Mike Tomlin. Their defense is horrendous. I just talked about the linebackers being horrendous. Cam Hayward is out of good year. T.J. Watt, your superstar, seventeen sack, uh, top five paid ad rusher in the league, is out. You really, really do not need to force things. You cannot for forget. Do not throw that out the window. You cannot, Josh, under any circumstance, throw a single interception. The Dolphins didn't capitalize on them, like I just mentioned a few, a few seconds ago, but the Steelers probably will because they're Mike Tomlin. Um. So, yeah, just don't let them hang around. And this kind of relates to one another by don't let them hang around. But once you go up early on, which I do think the Bills will go up early on, the Steelers team, freaking attack. Put your foot on the gas pedal. If you get up 10-0 early or 14-3 to early, freaking attack. This is the wild card run. Leave no room for error. Leave no room for doubt. Attack, attack, attack. Once you get up early, which I predict they will, have an attacking mindset. Put the nail in the coffin by the fourth quarter, so Josh Allen could be on the sideline, Kyle Allen with a ball cap on, um, or Josh Allen with a ball cap on and street clothes and a jersey, whatever. But once you get up early, ten nothing, fourteen to three, uh, seventeen to ten, or seventeen to. Tanya, Go attack. Be in attack mode. Once you go really, do not be conservative. Put the nail in the coffin. Have it be done by the fourth quarter. So we're not stressing out. Once you go up, I'll read it again. Once you go up early, attack, attack, attack. Leave no room for error, no room for doubt. Have that momentum going into the divisional round, whether you're facing the Chiefs, Browns or Texans, whoever the hell it is, attack, attack, attack. And I've loved Sean McDermott's aggressiveness down the stretch in this five game winning streak. Keys for Bill's defense. I just have three here. Uh, prepare for a run heavy and methodical keyword methodical game plan from the Steelers with both Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I expect them to ground and pound the ball with Najee Harris. I expect them to do a lot of screen passes and try to get some blocks down the field for Jalen Warren. I expect Nate Mason Roth to have to scramble a lot. They're going to make this like the old 80s, 90s football football. One or two yards in the cloud of dust or whatever that saying is, they're gonna ground and pound, like I just said, ground and pound and Najee Harris. They're gonna to try to hit some screens and get some blocks going downfield with Jalen Warren. They're not gonna throw it downfield. Yes, occasionally, but they wanna make this um game a slog fest, if you will. They wanna keep Josh Allen on the silent, they wanna have methodical six to eight minute drives, pushing 10 minutes. You you know what I mean. They wanna keep this game in a cloud of dust, if you will. And then, but when Mason Rudolph does have to be forced to throw in third and mediums or third and long and late games, late down situations, goal to go situations, make Mason Rudolph throw off platform and on the run. Don't let Rudolph get in a groove because this is how they can get in a groove. The Steelers pass to path to even keep this not winning, but keeping this game close, is um taking the ball away from Josh Allen, capitalizing on those turnovers and and Mason Rudolph. Rudolph, Rudolph, Mason Rudolph hitting two or three or maybe even four or five deep throws to George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Because George Pickens is a volume guy. He's not going to have five or six receptions a game, but he could have only three or four receptions and go for 150 yards and two touchdowns. That's the caliber player he's at. Deontay John, he is, I should say, rather. Deontay Johnson is that volume guy, although his character is questioned sometimes. Don't let Rudolph get in a groove by hitting these guys downfield. Don't let their slogfest mentality set up that your corners need to be on at all times. And then just prepare the defense. This is kind of self-explanatory, but prepare the defense to be without a couple of starters in case guys need to step up at big moments. So Douglas, I said, will probably play. I wouldn't be shocked if he wouldn't 50 50 or now could go either way. But if he does play, he'll probably split with Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson had a really nice game against Miami. Uh, Key tackle on third down, a key pass breakup on third down that forced two punts respectively in a row, I think it was actually. So build on that momentum. Balance Factor. Build on the momentum. You're thrusting to roll next to Terrell Bernard, who's a playmaking beast. Take that, those tips from him at weak side linebacker. Uh Durham Williams isn't ready. So AJ Klein, when you come in on three linebacker sets, know your role. I know you're just elevate sign the practice and will be elevated for the first time in a couple months in playing. But you'll play special teams. You know this defense very well. You were with Sean McDermott in Carolina, handful of years in Buffalo, two or three, multiple different stints, stints in Buffalo, I was going to say, rather. And then Cam Lewis, when they go dime packages, there probably won't be any Taylor wrap. So Micah Hyde and Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis, you'll be with Micah Hyde in those traditional safety, and then Jordan Poyer will go to the linebacker or until- Terrell Bernard, I'd go as far as say these dime looks have been a revelation for Sean McDermott's defense this year. And Leslie Frazier didn't get creative with those enough. He didn't go through linebacker sets, which I think we will see a few of in obvious sets and packages. Uh, Certain situations here and there um, on Sunday against the Steelers. And then dime looks, they've been doing way more often all season than Leslie Frazier could ever imagine uh, players of the game predictions on offense. I have Dalton Kagade. I, I alluded to this, but I have Dalton Kagade. I have him a huge blowout game. He doesn't score touchdowns, so I'm not expecting him to get in the end zone. Not Dawson Knox is more of your traditional tight end end zone threat, but Dalton Kagade can line up wherever. Um, Dalton Kagade only has two touchdowns in the year, but I won't be surprised if Dalton Kagade goes for 85 plus. A touchdown is rare for him because he only had two touchdowns here in the regular season. But 85-plus, not a question. And then defense, Christian Benford. He's the one that's got to be in a groove because I don't know if rotating between Dane Jackson and Russell Douglas, if Douglas even plays. Again, 50-50 right now, wincing both Wednesday, Thursday, and Thursday at practice, which I'm kind of surprised about. But whatever. Christian Benford's going to have to step up. And Christian Benford's not known for his ball skills. He's known he, – again, not very high upside athletically, but Sean McDermott knows how to groom these guys. Take away Kyrie Elam. Grew in these low athleticism guys. Forget Kyrie Elam, Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, Rasul Douglas. Um, although Rasul Douglas is pretty athletic as ball skills, ball hawk, whatever. And then Christian Benford, pretty low athleticism rating. RS score was like, I don't remember, but it was mid tier best. It was kind of low for corners. So, but he's a zone and man hybrid corner. Um, people are talking about transitioning to safety for next year when Poyer and I'd inevitably move on one or maybe if not both of them. But right now, right here and now, I'm hard um, Right here, right now, Christian Benford will have to step up. I don't know how much Rasul Douglas and or Dame Jackson can get in a groove if Douglas are playing through injury and him and Jackson are rotating. So Christian Benford will have to step up in terms of picking up the slack for himself, but also Rasul Douglas and Dane Jackson constantly rotating. Um, so, offense, don't KK, defense, player of the game prediction, Christian Benford, respectively. And then five game predictions, underdog fantasy player props. These are all up today. I just checked these this morning. Um, so, you guys can go put these right now. So, yeah. Uh, I have Harris over 15 and a half rushing attempts. Now, I don't know what his efficiency will be. He heated up down the stretch like Mason Rudolph and this whole Steelers team did in the month of December coming off two 100 yard rushing games in a row in a two rushing touchdown game but Najeris i'm easily smashing over 15 and a half rushing attempts they'll try to minimize this game they'll try to shrink this game versus the Bills they'll try to shrink this game for the Bills and keep Josh Allen on the bench they'll have to they'll be pushing 10 minute drives every every drive I feel like so um, Nazir is over 15 and, a half, 15 and a half rushing attempts, excuse me, easily. And on the flip side, Jalen Warren over 18 and a half receiving yards. We know Jay, they involve both running backs, they're going to hit a couple of screens. A couple are going to, in a few, are going to inevitably hit with blocks downfield. So, Jalen Warren over 18 and a half receiving yards. The thing is, Harris and Warren have kind of some fumbling issues. Hey, I Warren not like big time, but more than Harris. So, Swipe for that ball, but Jalen Warren, 18.5 receiving yards. I have Josh Allen going over to 17 and a half passing yards. I said get Dalton Kincaid going early and often. Michael Walker and Alandon Roberts, Dawson Knox too. Corners, I like Joey Porter Jr., but will they have him shadow Stefan Diggs? Will they have him flip between him and Shurfield? Will they have him go in the slot with Khalid gear or Dawson Knox or help, or bring down Minka Fitzpatrick to help, but that leaves someone to get behind the safeties, so... Either way, whatever way it comes, Josh Allen easily over 2.17.5 passing yards. And then my last player prop on Underdog Fantasy here, Don't Kigade over 35.5 receiving yards easily. I said he could go for 85-plus receiving yards. I think he'll do a big-time, big, huge blow-up game. Um, I know he's a rookie, but he hasn't looked like a rookie. Nothing seems too fast for him. I know he's technically starting tight end, but if both of them are out there, Dawson Knox can distract the defense, and he's going to have to step up with no, um, with no Gabe Davis most likely, and Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy haven't really contributed much this season, like if at all, other than last week, obviously. More so, Sherfield getting that wild touchdown, and then lastly, fifth and final prediction: Bills win the game, twenty-four to fourteen. When you go up 17 to 3, when you go up early 10 nothing, or more likely 14 to 3, then I said attack, attack, attack. And the reason they won't score more is because I think Kyle Allen will be in the fourth quarter and they'll sit James Cook and Stefan Diggs and all the starters, most of the starters, maybe not a couple offensive linemen, but Kyle Allen guys like Lennon for night and Ty Johnson for plays and Latavius Murray will be in. So Bills win the game 24 to 14. But the Theo's path to the game, I TJ Watt to take him out, Mega Fitzpatrick's back though. The path to the even keeping it close, winning maybe the Bills only win by three is because if Josh Allen turns it over and Mason Rudolph and company take advantage of those turnovers, and if um and what um what was the other one? The reason they win this game because if and If they take advantage of the turnovers, like I was saying, sorry, I was trying to think of the second one that I said earlier a few minutes ago. And if um, they take advantage of the turnovers, and here it is, Mason Rudolph hits George Pickens and Deontay Johnson in stride in the runs that's up the pass. So anyways, guys, this is a huge, huge matchup. Um, again, if you want to hear my opinions and other matchups and teams in the playoffs, you can go to here on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, that's why you should come subscribe to the Around the Slice YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, mobile app, phone, TV, whatever, and search up Around the Slice on YouTube. You'll find it. We're at 14 subscribers right now. We're hoping to hit 100 like within the next few months, so help us get there, but I appreciate you watching. This is do-or-die time, right? If we lose those deals, people will clown us, and the talk will just keep Deepening and deepening. The Bills can't get over the hump. The Bills this, the Bills that. And um, we're here to prove people wrong. Josh Allen said to Stefan Diggs, who's trying to cover his mouth so the cameras and microphones didn't pick it up in the broadcast, but it still picked it up. He said to Stefan Diggs, four more, four more, four more, four more. That's the mindset. That's got to be the mentality. Nothing else matters. Injuries. Douglas might be out. Tyler Dodson, Gabe Davis, and Taylor Rapp are probably out. Who knows about Ty Johnson and concussion protocol? Doesn't matter. Guys have to, guys like Balen Spector and Christian Benford and Dame Jackson will have to step up AJ Klein and three linebacker sets. The dime. looks has been a revelation this season. Uh, Brady, get some more play action going because Josh Allen had almost 200 yards and two touchdowns and almost a, in only two incompletions, 10 to 12 on play action against the Dolphins. Both touchdowns were uh, off of play action. Use PA boot, use PA slide, use play action. I went north of 30%, at least 30%, if not 30 to 35%. Whew. So anyways, guys, you can li- watch this, listen to this, pod- listen to this podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Um, you can follow me, Percy, on Twitter at a one I'll probably be tweeting about the other games, not during the Bills game, because that's going to be stressful and pacing back and forth. But other games, sure, I'll be live tweeting about that like I did last year. And you can follow the show on Twitter at around slice and you can follow me on Patreon for extra exclusive content for just you guys as patrons that found this podcast. That's $3 a month. Patreon.com slash around the slice again for only $3 a month. Patreon.com slash around the slice. Uh, yeah. And I have a TikTok. Sometimes I post shorts. Sometimes I don't, or if there's breaking news, I can't get to my laptop. Then I'll just pull out my phone and pull up TikTok and make a video for you guys. Um, and hopefully it does good. So yeah, this, this is do-or-die time. If you're in the playoffs, congratulations. If you're not, I hope you're looking forward to the offseason and draft. We can get really creative with that content, with draft prospects and all that, but all we're on is one track mind. For the Bills right now, four more, like Josh Allen said. Like Josh Allen said, four more, four more, four more. Bye. Really stressful weekend, but there's your preview. Go Bills.